This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Quick announcement before today's episode. I'm going to be doing a half-hour set with OKP Nimesh Patel at Comedy Cellar's Fat Black Pussycat Room on December 13th at 8.30. Tickets are $5. I'd really love for some of you guys to come out. $5, December 13th at the Fat Black Pussycat. Come on out on December 13th. See half-hour sets for myself and OKP Nimesh Patel. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a very different episode today. We do it solo. J Train and you hanging on the couch, taking emails, going through some questions. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I enjoyed doing it. J-Train Podcast, this is J-Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side, Stand Up New York Labs, where every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your questions, your stories, I say it every week, I'm going to say it again, thank you for listening to this podcast. I cannot believe how every week... It gets bigger and better, and the numbers go up and up and up, and that is thanks to you, the listener, uh, and it literally boils my beans every time I get a snap from you listening to the podcast. And I said it last episode, everybody's different. It's crazy how many people connect over this forum, you know, over over this thing that we got going. So... Thank you guys for listening, and I'm on Snapchat, JTrain56. Keep sending those snaps, and and listen, keep spreading the word. Keep telling a friend. Keep telling your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, you know, that kid that you nod at in the hallway that you don't know enough to say hello, but you do know well enough to nod at, that person. Be like, Papa JT, check him out. Get on the JTrain podcast. Get on the train. Get involved. The word's getting out. A lot of people love it, and I'm really excited that you guys are into it. And I said it last episode, I need you. I want. I have a goal. Papa JT wants a Hanukkah gift. He wants to be in that iTunes top 10. I want it so bad, I can taste it. So all I need from you, write whatever you want. We're going to read next episode. We're going to read some of the funniest comments on there, but we have more, you know, there's podcasts on that top 10 and we have more ratings than some of them. Like some of them, I'm like, listen, we got, we got a, an army of people listening to this and people need to know. So go on iTunes, rate, re, you know, give it the good rating and then just write whatever funny shit you want to write. And we'll read some of them next episode. Um, this is going to be a different episode. 
we wanted to give this a shot because I'm always, you know, I'm always uh, playing with the balls of this podcast. Okay, I'm always feathering the nuts of this show. I want to try different things, and sometimes they happen just out of happenstance. You you know, you're put in a position where you know. So we had a late fallout of a guest. And then I, you know, I, you know, that's when I start texting a bunch of OKPs, the original key players, seeing who can come in, who can do a last second thing. Everyone had shit going on. So I was like, what if we did an alone episode? You know, uh, Bill Burr kind of does this he, Monday morning podcast. What does he call it? Manson? Yeah, I think it is Monday, Monday morning. morning yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's just him. So I was like, eh, you know, let's give it a shot. And you guys can let me know, JTrain56 on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. Let me know what you think. Because we're going to just go, go into it. So, you know, you're just sitting, just you and me, sitting on the couch. Man sample popping every now and again like he usually does. But we're going to really let this one breathe. And I think that's, we're going to see how it goes. But I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to do this. I want to say the one thing, the craziest part about Snapchat and I talk about you guys feathering my nuts with like telling me that you're listening to the podcast, but then things will come up that you guys know about me and Penn State winning the Big Ten championship. I got so many nice snaps from people being like, you know, all over the course of the game because then they were they were behind and then they came back and people saying, you know, congrats to me. Like I fucking was pushing the sled all, all off season. Which is ridiculous. And the thing that bothered me, if I can complain for a second, I love Penn State. I'm so happy they won. So, you know, I tweet out, like, we are, you know, just like that's what we do. And listen, because I like Penn State doesn't mean that I think anything of your team. I don't even know your team exists, to be totally honest. I'm, not, you know, and then people were, you know, sending me snaps and tweets over like Sunday when they did the selection show. They're like, ah, oh, Penn State got screwed. I think everyone at Penn State, if I can speak for 40,000 undergrads and about a, uh, and, and millions of alumnus, I think we're just happy that to be relevant because football is such a part of Penn State. You're just happy to be in the conversation. You're happy to be on the post-game show. You're happy to be talked about on game day. Like that is like a, the biggest part. You know, there was a point where Penn State, when Ohio State uh, played their game and they had to win – a bunch of my friends got together. We got together to watch the game. So it was us watching the Ohio State game. And then after was the Penn State game. And Ohio State beat Michigan, which made the Penn State game against Michigan State relevant, made it a thing. And it was funny because we were all talking. And I was, you know, your college football is the best, and it's the only sport. And I'm sure some people have this for college basketball, but more college football because every game matters just a lot more than in any other in any other league or sport. You're cheering for the hang. You know, a lot of it is cheering for the idea that we have a reason, you and your buddies have a reason to get together and drink and have an excuse without being an alcoholic. You know, so, and, and that's all, college football is the only one where, because I remember before they did the, 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 the playoff, it was like the BCS, and if you lost one game, it was like, okay, I guess I'll see you guys in the fall. And that fucking sucks, you know? So I remember we are watching the Ohio State game and we just needed Ohio State to beat Michigan just so we could sit there for another game and have a reason to take shots during touchdowns and turnovers. You know, so 
that you know, cheer for the hang. That's what it's all about. And people that gets lost, and it gets lost because if I tweet out anything about Penn State football, one fucking loser. This is why I hate the internet. The internet has the best, most depressing memory in the world. If you're, if the internet was a but was a was a person you know, it'd be like a depressing chick who always brings up the worst part of the story, even at your happiest moment. I'm like, we are, you know, Penn State, all that shit. Um, and people are like, I wrote, we are, and he goes, rape people, you know, rape little children. And I'm like, can I just fuck it? Don't we understand that football and sports in general isn't reality? That this is sports, you cheer for sports to get away from the bad in your life. And not listen, I'm not saying what happened wasn't wrong or bad or whatever, but the people there now have nothing to do with the people that before. Sports is an escape where you come to, it'd be like, hey, everybody, I'm getting married. And then like a friend be like, remember when you had to abort a child once? Well, it's like, oh, I'm going on vacation to Hawaii. It'd be like Pearl Harbor. I was really Yeah, sad. that's insane. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you can't, you can, let me say this, you can cheer for a team like Penn State. And this happens with a lot of teams where they got their shit. I can be a Penn State fan while also being against child rape. Like, <laughs> as if I would, you know, and I'm a guy who's been out there with articles about, you know, about Joe Paterno. Yeah, he should have been had wins taken away. And yeah, Joe Paterno's legacy should be a little bit tarnished. It should have a problem. There should be in the first line of his, of his, uh, uh, obituary. Obituary should be, that's in the first two lines. Joe Paterno turned his head, is accused of turning his head to major things. But I don't know, just the internet Every turn, every chance the internet has, they got to bring you right fucking back down. Yay, Penn State! Kid took a dick in the ass. Oh, come on. <laughs> like, it, it, I, like, just the act of cheering for football is saying that I'm, I'm saying I'm, a part, I'm not being in a real world. Cheering for a football team is fake. Like, it is... Uh, you know, escapism. It's not like I'm saying, anytime I say we won, that's me being ridiculous because I'm not on this fucking team. They don't give a shit about me. So to say that, like, bring in real world shit with that, you're being an asshole. I don't know. I get so annoyed. And then also the people, <laughs> it goes both ways, like anything. It goes both ways. There's, yay, Penn State, and somebody writing to me, uh, little Johnny had pubes stuck in his teeth. You know, I have that. I have that guy. I have that asshole. And then I have my friends who make Penn State winning the Big Ten championship about them and their struggle with dealing with what the horrific acts. You know, like you know the the douchebag that's not being a douchebag. I <laughs> it's a good friend of mine had a, I called it a three-scroll Facebook post. It's a three-scroller. And it was all about, he made it a point to go back and be a Penn State because a bad man did bad things. And, you know, when you know, you know. 
<laughs> I saw that post at three in the morning after the game, and I we had like a text of nine buddies of mine. Nothing better than a text chain where everyone's on the same page. I, I just alerted everyone to go check out this sappy Big Ten championship post that took 10 days to read. And, and a lot of it was about him and his friends going of 15 years. And one guy wrote back, like, thanks tell, thanks for saving Penn State football to my one buddy. And it's it just like, you know, that's the thing. And we talk about it a lot in this podcast. It's never the right, you know, for every right side of the issue that's crazy, there's a left side of the issue that's even crazier. And it's like you got one guy that's throwing, oh, you, you're – you don't care about child pedophilia at me. And then another guy that's like, it's just good that we came together as a community to defeat ISIS. <laughs> just like ridiculous. But I even missed the game. I missed the game. Um, because uh, I'll get into this story, you know, just because this is a different episode. Sit down. I'll give you this story. I, I got an email last week after we taped podcasts uh, that uh, I was going to get the opportunity to open for Colin Quint. Which very cool. I don't know. I don't know if the listeners know. You know, Colin Quinn's a part of my childhood. He was the weekend update guy in SNL. He's been in Trainwreck. He's he's an amazing comic. He's an amazing comedian. And it's like, and he was doing a show at a temple, and they needed. I think they just needed a Jew to they, open. They knew where to go. They knew yeah. right. They, Papa JT. There was a there was a star. David Light went up in the sky. And I looked up and I said, I think there's a show I'm going to have to open for an Irish comedian, <laughs> an Irish Catholic comedian. But, uh, well, a thrill of a lifetime. So a car, and, and listen, all of you right now, if you're a fan of comedy or you like to laugh, if you like to laugh, that's a funny thing. People say, do, do you like to laugh? Yeah, I'm a human. What the fuck? I'm a robot. Go on, I, on Netflix and watch Colin Quinn, New York Story. It's so good. It, and he goes through the history of New York. It's like, and I said this to him, you know, we got to take a car down, our car to New Jersey. We go do the show. It was fun. It was awesome. And he couldn't be a nicer, let me feather his nuts. Couldn't be a nicer guy. It was like, you know, the best quality someone can have is someone could be like a famous person and make you feel like they're your peer. You know, he made it felt like we were going to the office together. Like, in when he's, you know, a legend, a living, you know, legend in comedy. Um, his special on Netflix, which you should all go check out, New York Story, it's on the front page. He goes through every ethnicity and how they got to New York City and why New York people are the way they are based on the ethnicity. And in a time where you're not supposed to lump people together, you're not supposed to say that this person's a certain way, he does it so well and you should all go check it out um and also friend of the podcast good friend of mine michael che has got a special on netflix that's another one i was there when they taped i i had to miss the special so i didn't get to watch it i've seen him do the bits for you know whatever but i i was there when they when he was about like at the beginning that i had to go do my own shows but what a special you guys got to go check it out go che matters michael che matters is on netflix i'll send that out but let's get into the emails i i uh I'm super pumped that you guys are listening. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Send in those emails. Get involved. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. You're here with Jtrain. Jtrain56 
on all platforms. You can find me on, go find me on Instagram. I'm liking Instagram the best right now. That's my, that's my, I like Twitter and I'll post some tweets on Instagram that do well on Twitter, but I want, get on my Instagram, Jared Freed, at Jared Freed on Instagram. If you search some fucking dickhead, took J train 56. And I know that he knew he just took it 56. It's not random, you know, like, so I'm J train 56. If you search it, I pop up. I'm in a red sweatshirt, awkward situation, not awkward. Here's my situation. The guy that I've been on and off again with, Oh, it's a chick email. The guy that I have been on and off again with for the last six years, I give him a 778. This is the part with a guest where I'd explain the area code method. So if you're a new listener, 778, face, body, personality. And this is a girl talking about a guy she's been hooking up with six years. Uh, that's crazy. Hooked up last night. I've, been, I have ha- I've had the birth control implant the entire time I've known him. But after some medical issues with it, I had it removed in May. I've hooked up with some birth control implant girls. Nothing weirder than when you touch it. Like you'll be like doing some finger action and sometimes you'll feel, it feels like there, it's like a, uh, a pull-up bar. <laughs> I hope that's what it was. I, it feels like it was the pull-up bar for my finger to do, like, get ready in the gym. But it's a weird thing. My dick touched it once. It kind of hurt. Things got, <laughs> things got a little heated last night before I knew it, we were having sex. I just don't know how to ask him if he pulled away quick enough because I realize he is unaware that I had my birth control removed. Yeesh. There's, the bi- there's this big... There's this big issue where I ghost him because I'm afraid of commitment, so communication is a little strained. I like him, but don't want another child anytime soon. So how can I ask the awkward, did you pull out quick enough conversation any less awkward? And if he says he didn't pull out quick enough, how do I tell him to get the morning after pill, or is that on me? Let me just say this. Let's be upfront right away with all this birth control stuff. Like, let's say what we're on, what we're not on. You know, let's just get it out there. You're going to feel there, there's awkward. This is too important a subject to care about awkward. Oh, this baby. This baby's so cute, but I, I, I don't know if I can hand. I don't know if I have the money for this baby, but I didn't want to be awkward. Like That's a weird time to care. You know, you're not going to care about awkward when the baby needs diapers. So... Fuck awkward with a conversation about what to use and how we're using it and all this shit. Don't like, and and I know that's easier said than done. I'm coming from this perspective where I'm like, just fucking put it out there. But let me tell you ladies this. Let me tell, and I'm sure this is the same for guys. I've never, I've never had a girl be like, listen, I'm off birth control. I've been like, well, I don't know about this. You know, like I've never like, like if, if you were in the moment of having sex we're having sex. And if you're like, I don't feel comfortable because I'm off birth control, then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm happy I know. I one time hooked up with a girl in college and hooked up with a girl in college. We're top bunk. 
And we were like making out whatever. And she was like, I just got to let you know I got herpes. And I was like, yeah, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. Like there was, and then like we kept making out. We had a fun night. Like she's not like, and listen, I'm thankful that she was, you know, at that moment, she's like, listen, let's just get it out there. And that, that didn't ruin the hookup. It just made it mean, if anything, it makes it better because you're more confident that you can trust this person. So you're going to be able to like, you know, trust. When I trust the person, like when I'm like, oh, that's why new sex, you know, that's why like a one night stand is usually horrible sex. It's because you don't trust that person yet. So you're not, that's a, a confident boner is a better boner. I get so much harder when I know the whole situation, I know that she's on birth control. I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a condom, so now we're doing double birth control. She's cool. She doesn't mind. You know, she heard me fart once. Now we're cool. And now I can get to be the king of fucktown. I'm. I, I turn into the, the you know the the surf of fucktown on a one night stand. My boner's just like. Please, ma'am, can I come in? That's my boner. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, so when I'm confident in the person, that's when my boner is really hard. When I'm not confident in the person, I'm like, it's like a turtle being like, nah, we're going to stay in this shell. And that's when you have bad sexual experience. So get it out there. You're just, I'm just saying you're going to be happier when it's out there. And it's going to be better for both parties. I think with any situation, so forget the awkward, but she, what she needs to do is she needs to send a text and you, you do it, if you have this thing where you're like, I don't know, like and I've done this with girls where I'm like, listen, I, I, like, I'll check back in the next day. I'll be like, Did you, you, are you on the pill? And that's an awkward question to ask because you're basically saying, please fucking God, I don't want to have a baby with you. <laughs> you know, like if you really want to get to the brass tacks of that statement, it's, Please tell me you're on the pill because I can't see myself being with you beyond this sexual experience, which is kind of a mean thing to say, but it has to be said so you can have peace of mind. So what you do is, hey, last night was a blast. So you're saying, this was a great night. I enjoyed last night. I'm so fuzzy on it. Do you remember pulling up? That's all. That's a tougher, that's a text. The minute you send it, you're going to feel great because you had a blast. You're happy for this situation. Little, tr- little drunk because we're all cool, but I had a blast. Did you pull out? So it goes compliment, fuzzy. Here's what I want to know. Did this dick splooge in my V? It's too important to care about the awkward. I, I, I also think the conversation should lead to, well, and then, so now he's going to write back, I think I did, I, or yes, definitely, or I think I did, or it's going to be, um, no, I didn't actually. I thought you were on this birth control. So those are the three options. I'm taking the morning after pill for all three if I'm this girl. Because even if you're not sure, let's be fucking sure. Yeah, I know it throws off your cycle, and I know it's, it sucks, but you it sounds like you've made the decision that you don't want another kid. So let's go on that 
thing. So he's going to write back, uh, I think I pulled out. Let's say the, the I think one is the one that's the most awkward. I think I pulled out. And then you're going to say, um, you think, like, you know, you don't know, you're sure. And then it's going to go back and forth and say, and then it leads to, well, I'm going to go get the morning after pill. That's, and that's what you're leading to. You're going to make that statement. And you make that statement. And then if he doesn't say, let me just say this. If he doesn't write back, how much is it? Let me Venmo you. Time to stop hooking up with this dude. Right? That's the type of guy he is. If he won't pay for the fucking morning after uh-oh pill, is he going to pay for the diapers? College? Formula? Oh, man, I'm getting so depressed even saying baby shit. <laughs> tiny sneakers? Yeah, whatever. tiny sneakers. Baby Air Jordans. <laughs> formula literally made my dick go inside of me. Just the word formula. My dick was like, oh, I ain't hanging for this. My dick also turns into a black woman. Oh, I ain't hanging for this. I'll have no part of that child. <laughs> JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We're here with me, Papa JT. Keep telling your friends. Get out there. Get out there. Tell them about the J Train podcast every Tuesday and Friday. Friday. This is a short one. Come over text. Hey, guy. I was wondering what's the best way to, to word the come over text. What should be included? Thanks. I like that question. The come over text. It's a weird way to put it. I guess it's been dubbed the you up text at this point. But the come over text, here's how I always put it. I think, I think the move is simple. Hey, you need a response before it's, it's, it's a three text solution. If you're out at night, you have to be out and doing something. You, the, the thing is with the come over text, you have to realize that you have to make yourself someone that someone would want to come over to. I had this situation. I'll get a little personal. Last weekend, I had a chick texting me. And I was like, I was thinking of maybe making it happen. And it was the Colin Quinn gig, but I was like, it was that was at seven that I was gonna go meet him. And she texted me like at one, being like, Are you gonna be out tonight? And I was like, Yeah, I'll be out. I'll be out tonight later. I have, I was like, I have a show way late at like 1 a.m. and then I'll be around. And then she was like, she was like, oh, we're already out drinking. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I started, like, throughout the day, I was getting all these texts that were obviously drunk. Like, were obviously... And listen, I'm not judging that. I'm not saying she's wrong. Go have your fun day. But understand that if people aren't on your fun day schedule, they don't want to deal with you. They're 20 laps behind. So they're going to be running with the people on their pace. You, but you have to understand that you're on your pace. So this girl, the whole day, oh, are you going to come over? What's going to be the deal? And I was like, I don't know yet. I don't know. This isn't, you, you sound like you're going to pass out at five. So then I went into the show. I got a text. Hey, I think we're going back out. We already passed out, but I'm going to go back. I'm going to be a trooper. 
And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I've done second drunk days. I've had second drunk where I go out during the day, get fucked up, pass out, and then be like, let's do a second one. I've done that. I'm in no shape to hook up with someone on their first drunk. You need a second drunk chick. This chick needed a second drunk dude, which those are, that's her right. I'm not saying she's wrong for that. But the thing with the come over text is at a certain point, she was like, are you going to come over? And I was like, no, I'm going to totally, like, you're already, I don't want to be a part of that day. So to the come over text for this guy, where it's like, okay, you can't just be like, hey, I'm at home just sitting here. Want to come over? I don't want to hang with that loser. No. Well, I'm just like, you're, I'm just like going to flop over. What you want to do is, be, is go out with friends. Hey, I'm out with some friends. We're at this bar. It's a great scene. What are you doing? She comes back with, oh, I'm at this other bar. We're doing our own thing. We had a ladies' day, you know, we had a ladies' uh, dinner, and now we're out. Cool. I'm going home after this. You should come over. You got to elevate what you're doing. And even if you're not out, understand that that's what someone wants to, a person someone wants to be with. Like, you, you know, if I heard that, I'd be like, uh, and now the chick's like, oh, cool. It's out there. So it's all about letting people know that you do things that are fun and you're looking to have fun with them, continue the fun with them. Because the come over text can be demeaning. It can act, everyone wants to be the big fish that got caught. I want to know that I was achieved as much as I want to get with a girl that I have achieved. So it goes both ways. So when I send the come over text, you don't want to just act like someone's been in their sweats all day, farting it up, and that you could just be fucked because you'll go anywhere. You want it to be like, oh, he's having this great night, and he's thought of me to make it even greater. That's the come over text. More than meets the eye is what I'm saying. And that's kind of what this podcast is about, taking something that means very little and putting <laughs> attaching 700 meanings to it. But I think I'm right. I, I don't think, I'm not saying this because I want to say it. I'm, I, or, I'm not saying it because I'm making this up. I'm saying I know how I felt when I got the, are you coming over at 2 a.m.? And I was like, ah, you fucked up. Not to say it wouldn't happen another night, but not tonight. I don't feel, I don't feel pretty in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like a princess. So no, I won't be coming over. And I've done that. And I think it goes both ways. We're not different. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. You're here with, you're here with Jared Freed. It does kind of have a vibe of like a late night radio show right now. I'm enjoying it. Honestly, I like yeah. you do your thing. Thanks man. I, I'm enjoying doing it. I don't know why it took us this long. I guess, you know, the crutch of someone else. and But you guys let me know. I'm on J, J Train 56 on all platforms. Let me know if you're enjoying this or tell me to go fuck myself. Uh, <laughs> also, here's another thing you should do. Go to adamandeve.com for a limited time and you'll get 50% off just about any item. I'll say this. I've been involved with some girl that's browsing this site it is hot to send back and forth texts with a girl you're hooking up with things from this website like 
here's what I saw. Oh, look at this. Gets the conversation moving in a weird, different direction. Last episode, we talked about porn addiction. Yeah, some of this shit's going to get you hard because it's different. It's not about that you're into it. It's just about let's give it a shot. And if you can find someone to do that with, I know a lot of couples listen to this show together. This is what I'd be doing if I were you two. Go to adamandeve.com, 50% off any item, just about any item. When you select your one item at 50% off, you also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Man, Adam and Eve is just giving it away. So you go to adamandeve.com, use code JTRAIN. That's code JTRAIN. That's code JTRAIN. At checkout, that's JTRAIN, J-T-R-A-I-N, at adamandeve.com. Use code JTRAIN at adamandeve.com, and you're going to get fucking deals. So get involved with that. I love that. I love the, the idea of a couple listening to this podcast and being able to be better lovers because I sent them to adamandeve.com. That should be the tagline for this podcast. Make yourself a better lover. <laughs> Speaking for someone who's spoken for, Dear Moses, <laughs> I'm currently living post-grad in a northwestern working-class temperate climate port city. <laughs> this guy gets it. Back at school, I was in a mid-tier, non-academically or athletically focused, upper-middle-class, middle-class fraternity. <laughs> now that we've got the adjectives out of the way, I was hoping for a bit of help. A couple weeks back, I met this chick who went to my university at a happy hour that one of our mutual friends organized. Gorgeous girl, bright, empathetic, but not too liberal. Essentially great dating material. One problem, she has a boyfriend. We hit it off immediately. Talked through happy hour, then went back to my place with a smaller group for a post game. Here's where she revealed to me her, disfattis- her dissatisfaction with her current relationship. Obviously, I want to jump on the chance to take her out when she becomes available in the future. How would you recommend staying in the girl's ear who currently has a boyfriend without coming off as a fucking weirdo stalker? Important, uh, important side note. We exchanged numbers at my post game. This guy has found himself a runner. Yeah, they're going to end. If she's telling rando dude she met at a party at the post game at his own apartment, because here's the thing. She saw how you live, and then she told you that she's dissatisfied with her relationship. So all she's doing, anybody that doesn't like or that feels that the relationship is on the rocks, what they do is then they compare them to anyone they meet of the opposite sex. So you checked off a lot of boxes in the win column against this current boyfriend. So you're good. The boyfriend isn't your problem. I'd pursue as if I didn't know. Like, I'd just be like, okay, I wouldn't even, the boyfriend wouldn't even be mentioned out of my mouth. Never ask about the situation. You don't want to be leaned on as the advice for the relationship. You want to be leaned on as the as the uh, distraction from it. You want to be the person that she's like, ah, oh, man, I love texting this guy more than my boyfriend. And I feel bad for that dude, but I also uh, FTG, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, so, so, I mean, so I would send texts that are like, 
hey, like I would reference, you have the university connection, talk about a sports team. You know, I'd be like, hey, how'd you celebrate Penn State winning? Like I would bring it back to Penn State football, which is the subject of conversation amongst Penn State people. I don't know what your school is. And then let her have to stop you. You know what I mean? Like, let her put up the stop sign. Hey, this is getting too much. I have a boyfriend. We're trying to fix things. And then you say, oh, I'm sorry. I totally forgot. No problem. Uh, Let me know if you want to hang out. I'll be here. And then start knocking on that Instagram window. you're, You're the first to, you're a liker. You're a supporter. You're an emoji placer. You're all that shit. And then, you know, she'll give you the stop. But if she doesn't do it, that boyfriend doesn't matter. He doesn't even exist to you. I just like the idea. She's obviously, there's something if she gave you the number. But you can text about things that aren't relationship-y. Hey, so I I would do it about the university and that leads me to talking about what's your plan this weekend? Doing anything fun? Yeah, I think you're good to invite her to hang out. Be like, hey, me and my friends are going out. Do you want to meet us? Same you're, crew. Fun. This yeah. whole crew's doing uh, another another bar night. Come on out. Are you going to be there? Like to check in if she'll be at these things. And then you get to, like, there's so many subjects you can check in about that aren't about the boyfriend or about you wanting to fuck her. Hey, we're going out together. Hey, I just saw so-and-so from that pregame. Talk shit about that guy. You know, throw him under the bus so you get to text her, the university, all that shit. But, you know, the boyfriend, that's his problem. Your problem is this dick ain't sucking itself. You got to get involved. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Ghosting stalker. Dearest Mr. Freed. Please send my kindest affections to you and all the cast and crew, guests, and more. <laughs> this is very nice. Just kidding, you Jurassaurus ju- ju- Rex. <laughs> I don't even know how to read that. Jurassaurus Rex? Jurassaurus Rex. Jurassaurus. Man, that was a tough one for me to get out. Jurassaurus Rex. What would that even be? A Jewish dinosaur? Like, I only ate leaves. <laughs> I'd be no the Rex eats people. I I I'm a carnivore, but it messes with my tummy. He's complaining that it's like overcooked. Or yeah, something. yeah. This this caveman, this caveman makes gives me Crohn's disease. It's too salty. <laughs> it's too salty. <laughs> I can only eat no dairy. My arms aren't even big enough to fit to my mouth. Tyrannosaurus Rex. Huge fan of the podcast as such. Never miss an episode. I made the hello my into my alarm clock, but after a month, it was too much energy. <laughs> and it ended up feeling like I was waking up in a war zone. That's funny. Anyhow, <clears throat> I have a big problem on my hands. I studied abroad in Barcelona two years ago and met a lot of awesome people. One girl, however, caught the feels for me. She's a six, seven, eight face, body, personality, but is turning into a 6-7-call-9-1-1. <laughs> it's so cheesy. <laughs> While in Barcelona. Like, <laughs> that sounds like the, what the Juno, Jur, Juranosaurus Rex would say. 
Ah, this girl's a six seven eight, but she's turning into a six seven nine one one. While in Barcelona, we got to third base, but nothing else happened. Here's the issue. She won't stop texting me, especially when she's drunk, about how she, we should get together, asking why this hasn't happened yet. She did this during the time I had a girlfriend as well. I do not want anything to do with this girl. Also, she lives about five hours away, so it wouldn't even work. Well, ghost her, you little bitch, is probably what your response is. Here's the catch. I had already agreed to let her stay with me for a few days during Christmas break. This was before her latest drunk why aren't we together? We don't need Cupid. Let's be together. How do I get this without coming across like a dick? How do I make it any more clear that I already have that I don't want anything with her? Clearer than I already have that I don't want anything with her. Thanks, man. Dude, this is, this is why I feel bad for women. I feel bad for chicks because of this email. Because I hear what he's saying. Yes. It's cr you, you hook up with a girl. She wants to say, she says, you hooked up with me, so you think I'm sexy enough, so why wouldn't you date me? And you saying, well, I'm not into it, in whatever way you said it. Yeah, it is crazy that she keeps coming after you. But every time you call a chick crazy, we all need to take five minutes to look in the mirror and ask what we're contributing to this crazy. How am I a part of this crazy? Because, dude, you say you don't like her, but she's allowed to stay at your place when she's already sucked your dick and you've gone down on her. What is she supposed to think is going to happen at your place? And it's not being a dick to be like, hey, to make up an excuse for why she can't stay with you. But it's not even that. This goes farther back. Why are you still texting some with someone that you have no that you don't want to be with that happened two years ago? Why are you still responding? It's on you. And I know you're saying my solution of oh ghosting uh, isn't a solution. I'm not saying to ghost. I'm saying you write her a text that says, "Hey, you're great. I'm just not into it. It's never gonna happen." Every time you text, it gets more awkward. I don't want this to be, I don't want to resent you for all these texts. I'm going to stop answering now. I'd appreciate it if you stopped texting. That's a very direct thing to write, and it sucks to write. It sucks to press send on. You'll sit there being like, I can't, and then you'll do it, and that's over. But if she writes you back and doesn't get it, but you keep writing back about, other shit that's on you, man. You're adding to it. You like getting the text. And it feels good to get a text. It feels good. It's like getting a gift. You open it up. You see what's inside. You hope it's not a sweater. You hope it's a blowjob. But you, dude, are getting your ego built up because you hear that iPhone text tone. Because dopamine does go off. It's, it's, it's just facts. It feels good. But you have to ignore those ones after you send the one that is the hammer. And if I was this dude, I'd write her, hey, I don't think it's, I would write her a text right now. I don't think it's a good idea for you to say it over. I actually, no, let me re-say re that. It's not 
a good idea for you to stay at my place over Christmas. I think you're a good person. I'd like to have you as a friend. But the more I get texts from you saying that we should be together, the more I think that's not possible. We need to take a break from communicating. I'd appreciate it if you found a new place to say, please let me know. And that could be the end. Because something like this is kind of major where she's like, I'm planning this. Because she'll say, I'm planning a whole trip. You're going to cancel the last second. You'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's just her. You know when like a plane has has those, the defense strategy is that they throw out little flares so that the missiles coming at them go after the flares and not the plane. That's the female version of that is just like, you canceled late and you did this over text. And it's like, no, no, no. Those are all flares. You got to fucking shoot her in the heart. <laughs> you got to you got to look her you got to take that harpoon, throw it right in there and say, "No. You can't stay over. This won't be the right situation. I'm being a dick if I have you stay over because I don't want any more." That's an important thing for your life to be able to do that. You have to be able to be direct with shit. It'll I, feel so much better going forward. And I have problems myself. I'm not saying I'm above this because I'm doing the same thing this dude's doing. I'm there. The girl that texted me, the, the story I just told. You think I, I've been direct with that person? <laughs> I just told you a story about a girl where I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, I'm down to hang out tonight. And then the day went on and I was like, no, I don't want to fucking do that wasn't because she wasn't good or a good person or whatever it was she wasn't it has nothing to do with her it has to do with me liking to get a text from somebody like if anything she shouldn't have been texting me for the past two months if i was really direct but direct will get you out and i know it feels good that's the problem but i and i i see this in my own life i have my own issues where I'll, I'll people text me and, I'll, and I don't even like see a future with them, but I got nothing else going on. What am I going to sit here? Do nothing all day? <laughs> you know, like, and, I, and I know it sounds horrible. I'm just being, I'm being honest. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping someone can look at that, listen to this podcast and be like, yeah, I, uh, good thing I'm not the only one doing this. I'm, and you're not a dick as much as you're just human. But acknowledging that it's a dick move is the first step. I'll acknowledge it right now. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Let's go. I feel like I should just go randomly into the. Oh, I like this one. Too petty to party. Hey, Jared, I'm in need of your sage wisdom. My coworker throws these parties relatively regularly, and he's making a point to invite all my friends but exclude me. We had a falling out over work shit, and now he's making it overly clear, overtly clear, that he doesn't want me there. He does this that friend, friendly to your face bullshit, but the second we leave work, he gets some balls and doesn't invite me to shit. My friend, my friends invite him to our shit. Which leads to my question. How do I handle this situation? Ask my friends to avoid his parties. Keep playing nice. I'm stuck, Jared. Please help. It's sticky. I get where this guy's coming from. That sucks. You got in a fallout. This guy has, friend, has, has parties. Invites everyone but you. And it's his way of saying, fuck that guy. Let's see how cool, you know. You don't like me? Well, 
because you're not going to be at my parties. Here's the move. <clears throat> and it goes back to this whole uh, talk about being direct. This shit never handles itself through the friends. Never. If you try to say to your friends, then you'll get mad at you. If you're like, hey, I don't want you showing up to any of his parties anymore because he's leaving me out. You're going to have one friend that's going to be like, well, yeah, but the chicks are at that fucking party. I'm going. And that guy has a right to do that, but you're going to end up hating your own friends that for like, for reasons that are ridiculous. They get more ridiculous the more people you get involved. Oh, you went to the party? And it's like, they're going to be like, well, I can't have fun. And then you're going to be like, but I'm here sitting here playing video games. You stay with me, play video games. And the person will be like, no, that sounds horrible. I have to get laid. So here's what I'm saying. You need to throw your own party. The move, you throw your own party and you invite this dude. You have him over, you say to him, and then the minute he comes to your party, you say to him, hey, I'm happy you came. Can we put this shit under the bridge? So now you're doing it on your home turf at a place you invited him to with your booze and your food and your feeding and you, you brought him to your kingdom. And you're giving them all the wealth of the kingdom castle. And you're saying, let's just throw it away. Thanks for coming. Happy you came. Dude, can we just stop with the bullshit? Can we just be cool? And, he, and he's going to, the thing is, you're putting him in a position where he can't be a dick. Because he's at your house and he's about to drink your alcohol and eat your turkey leg. So he's going to say, yeah, dude, there's nothing wrong. What are you talking about? And then you say, you keep having parties and not inviting me. I want to come. I want to be cool. I thought we were cool, but you obviously you're holding on to this. So let's just get it out there and do it in a separate room. Don't do it with everyone there. But if you bring them to your turf, it's like, it's like a hat in hand moment. Like you're, you're being above it and it'll be better off instead of the through the friends is not going to get you anywhere. Have him over, shake his dick. And then say, dude, are we cool? Yeah. And he's going to lie. Yeah, of course we're cool. What are you talking about? Dude, you have a party all the time. You never invite me. I know we had bullshit in the past, but can we get over that? It's over for me. I'm cool with you. And then it's out there. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. That's the email section. We're going to come right back with hypotheticals and the news. We will be right back. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Uh, a very special J-Train podcast and a lone cast, which was, uh, it was cool. So let me know what you think. I'm Jared Freed, J-Train 56 on all platforms, at Jared Freed on Instagram. Bring it on, Man Sam. Thank you for coming. Of course. I just sat here and listened to you. That was fun. Yeah, it was a I little like different, a little yeah. different vibe. But I enjoyed it. Uh, at Man Sam on Twitter and Instagram, Mandatory Samson Podcast. Every Friday here on the Labs Network. Go check it out. Go support it. Let's do some hypotheticals. You ready? Of course. Yeah, let's do it. Jared, some notes before the hypothetical. Thanks for responding on Snapchat. Man Sam, you need to speak up more. Miss the, miss the on point side comments. Okay. Oh, all right. Get Thanks. involved. Love the podcast. Gets me through the day. Look forward to you guys tickling my nuts every week. You're welcome. Here's some background on the hypothetical that we had this weekend. Oh, this weekend. I go to St. Ambrose University, small school in Iowa, 
and everyone flocks to parties like people trying to get TVs on Black Friday. <laughs> My house crawl video has been featured on TFM in the spring. Check it out. Okay. Check this shit out. Would you rather have 175 people you don't know at a party or 50 close friends? Mind you, the party is at your house and you have to pick one or the other. What do you think? I'm more of a close friend type of person. Like, I'd rather have that group of people there. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be great. 175 people you know is called a bar. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that's a good, fun bar. Yeah. You know, uh, 50 people, my 50 close friends. Nothing feels like I, I was talking about watching Penn State with my buddies and like cheering for the hang in the beginning. Yeah. Nothing feels more satisfying than like a fun dinner with friends. Of course. You yeah. know, and talking about old stories. And I didn't create, you know, and every group needs that one annoying friend. I, every group, and every group has it, but and you're like, oh, fuck that dude who always makes the plan to get us together. Like, but you need that friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because at first you're like, I don't want to go. It's a Tuesday. And he's like, no, we got a reservation. We got 10 of us. We're all going to get pizza and we're going to get drunk after. And you walk away from that being like, man, I got friends. Yeah, it's something's nice. happening. Yeah, this, this is a nice fun. thing. He sent this video. Okay. Of the 2015-16... How come every video is like this now? I don't know. Because he must love watching this, I bet, though. It's about their university. And now I just feel like I'm in a David Guetta video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was probably posted like, this video of <laughs> will get you hard. Yeah. Is that what it's called? I no, that idea. was the guy who emailed. Can we bleep that out? <laughs> Put a mark, Matt. There you go. This video of of my school in the middle of nowhere is going to get you crazy. Yeah, they got a dog with an American flag bandana. It's pretty funny. Take care of the dog. I always worry when I see videos like that where there's an animal. It's like, be nice. Like a goat or whatever. It's like, take care of that animal, please. Dog looks okay. Okay. <laughs> Train. Fuck, marry, kill. Man, Samp, your guest, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Weird episode for this one. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one. This is a hypothetical. Jared, and guess whose reputation you uh, will likely be ruined by being on this podcast. <laughs> hypothetical. Would you rather give $20 to every homeless person you pass in the street or never watch your favorite sports team play another game? On one hand, you're out a lot of money since so many homeless in NYC. On the other, you'll never get to watch those beloved patriots of yours again and have to resign yourself to reading recaps online. Or you could just root for a different team. That was immediately what I thought. I was like, I'll just root for the <clears throat> Dallas Stars and stuff. Really? Yeah, fuck it. Fuck the Rangers. Yeah, they never won. You're out of them? No, I, I mean, you know, that's a tough one. I, I don't have enough money to give all this money to the homeless people, though. I don't have the money, um, which is why you guys need to go rate us on iTunes and give us five stars and go comment. But... I'd also say this. I'm at the point with comedy being at night. I, I'm a recap guy already. Yeah, you're not a DVR. I, I'll DVR a Ranger game. I'll you watch will? it later, yeah. I've never even thought of that. I don't know. I like watching highlights. I mean, Penn State, I, I didn't DVR that. But like, I'm, I, I, that happens to me more often than not, that a game's going on and I'm watching the little cartoon football on the ESPN <laughs> field, yeah. which is like so frustrating. Uh, 
Oh, it's more frustrating when it's like fourth and one, play the game, and it's like you're just watching to see when, like, refreshing. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh, kick, kick punt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's nothing happened. Hypo motherfucking thetical. J-Bone, would you rather have a magical microwave where any food you wanted would show up at any time you wanted? Like from Spy Kids. <laughs> um, how young are the people that listen I, to this I have podcast? no idea or have complete control of your penis at all times aka you would handle you would you could tie that motherfucker in a knot dance the macarena or even perform j-train patented sidekicks note that you'd never have to worry about getting a boner ever again i, I mean the microwave. first of all i don't have any erection difficult i'm fine yeah I, you know i'd rather have the microwave my god that's I don't great. Know, the penis thing has what do you some really need merit to, do with to me. Your, what do you need to do with your dick that you're not doing I don't right know. now? Party tricks. I, I, I think it's, but it's also, we, in New York City, this is a, I mean, this person's could be emailing from anywhere. Right. You basically do have that microwave in New York City. Every food is here. Kind of, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, you can get at any hour, you can be like, I want Turkish. Yeah. And it's like, oh, there's a Turkish place right around the corner. So, I'm going with that penis, I think. All right. Here's Papa JT, baby. Would you rather be a virgin until 40 and then subsequently have the best sex sexual partners for the rest of your life or have the best sexual sex sexual partners until 40 and have no more sex until you die? Mm. Relatively new listener, but I'm obsessed with the podcast and you keep on keeping on. Thanks so much. You go first on that one. That's a tough one. Um, she sent another that I'll get to after this, but I'm going, I'm going no sex till 40. Right. And here's my reason. The amount you'd be a billionaire, the amount you'd get accomplished uh, I see while not saying, sure. going for chicks. Like if I know this my whole life, like if my fairy godmother at 13 is like, you shall get boners and never use them until 40. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, okay, that's the deal. That's the world I live in. Yeah, put your head down. Time to put my head down and start crushing numbers. So okay. there'll be no distraction. So I'm taking 40 and beyond for the sexual, sexual phases. Plus, you're a guy. You can go up the age, down the age. You know, it's you get all the flavors. Yeah, I hear you for sure. Yeah, I probably would have been like a, a relief pitcher if I never had sex when I was young. You know what I mean? It's like I would have put the work in. You like would. I, I loved it. I was <laughs> good at a great it. Great athlete. Until, yeah. Yeah. Like then high school is like ah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh man, I would. Uh, my thirty, my year being thirty nine would be like the biggest prep year of your life. Yeah. Turn into like your penis is now rocky. <laughs> yeah, <gonna> train. <laughs> you know, I feel like when people come in with the hypotheticals, they should have to answer them themselves. Too. Yeah, I like when they answer themselves, but I also—that's a slippery slope. Okay, yeah, you're right. This girl also wrote. This is the most female email ever. It's she writes this hypothetical, then responds to it. <laughs> Jared, wait! I've literally been discussing this hypothetical since someone on my freshman year Thon committee brought it up. Graduated in 2015. Thon is dance marathons at Penn State. Um, fundraiser, the largest student-run philanthropy in the world. Um, wow. Would you rather have cooked spaghetti arms or, <laughs> or uncooked spaghetti arms? Oh, they're so fragile. Keep in mind that if you have uncooked arms, they could easily break with any sudden movements, but you would have little to no control over cooked arms. Right. 
Jesus. I mean, uh, cooked arms because the uncooked arms, they're gone immediately. They're just going to snap right off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going cooked arms. The, yeah. the, the snapping off part, just the added worry of these, you know, yeah, I got to sideways into rooms, you know, that's yeah. no, cooked. Let's do some news. So I wanted to bring this up just because it's been a big story and it's something that I've talked about a lot on my podcast. And sure. I, you know, we're kind of branching out with different news stories and things like that. The uh, Standing Rock, Alaska, the uh, uh, okay. Dakota Pipeline, the Dakota Access Pipeline yeah. protest. There was a, a big win, actually, for the people that were protesting. So I have an opinion. Yeah. My opinion on the Standing Rock thing, mm-hmm. and see, I already sound like an asshole no, whatever. the way I say thing. Right. Is that I don't know anything about it. Yeah. So I can't believe that people know so much about it. <laughs> like, I can't believe. Like, I'm pretty dumb, but I think people are generally like 10% away from me. Sure. So my thing about it is I don't understand how auto. It's like automatically everyone seemed to like be so passionate about something that I didn't know existed. Yeah. So I, I and that's the problem with the internet is that like all of a sudden like every horror of the world we have to solve right fucking now, and it's like I I get that this is probably a, I'm I'm assuming it's a it's a horrible situation for these people yeah I'm ass- just because of the severity people write about it but like I don't write I read the articles because I don't give a shit <laughs> right I'm not reading up on it I don't know and I just have a fleeting like I just know that. People think that people are getting screwed, but I don't know enough to be like, we need to. And some people are like, we need, you know, stop your lives. These people are being, I just don't know. And it's like, you can't know about everything. Yeah. So so I, I, there's a piece of me where I'm sure what's happening to these people is, is not good, but what's, I don't know the other side of the story to know how badly these people are being fucked. Well, Does that make any sense? Uh, of course, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Here's it is in a nutshell. There's a company called yeah. Energy Transfer Partners. They're okay. trying to build an oil pipeline. Okay. Through the Dakota, like back in shale or whatever. It's like natural gas. Right? Okay. So they're trying to build this oil pipeline that runs under the Missouri River and runs through the tribal lands of the Standing Rock Native Americans. Okay. And the Native Americans are very concerned that it's going to affect their water source, which it will if there's a spill or any kind of damage done. Whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah. It will if. There's a spill. Yes. And okay, well, uh, but these people aren't in the business of having spills. Well, the to fast forward the story, the and army, I'm I'm I'm, I'm no, only no. playing yeah. the devil's advocate because I don't know the story. Absolutely. Right. But the Army Corps of Engineers is involved in it. And now they've denied the final permit for this pipeline to be built. So it's a win okay. for the tribe because they're saying they haven't adequately proven that they're not going to spill something that they they can't prove 100% that something is not going to happen to these people's okay. water source, right? Okay. And it also goes through their sacred burial land and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. These people have been hit with water cannons, they've been hit with rubber bullets for protesting peacefully, they're not doing anything. Um so it's good. You know, these people went out, they stood up against this big corporation which by the way Trump is invested in, but that's a okay. separate story. Um and so right now it's not happening, which is good for these people. It can still be appealed in court, and there's a whole more, you know, a whole extra process that's going to happen here. But the, the, to me, the main point, and I get your point, that like you can't focus on every thing that's happening. I like the fact that people 
protest and I, I even like the Westboro Baptist Church mm. those pieces of garbage if they want to go protest a funeral or whatever yeah, that's yeah. their right you have to stand up for people's right to protest these things and totally, they did it the right but way you know? here's the question I have yeah how they did they have the permits to build it they here well it's more complicated than that I'm sure it, it is yeah. this is why online everyone's like and like the the funniest to me was when people were posting that they were at Standing Rock on Facebook, yeah, and you're but not they there. weren't there. No. That is hilarious act of of lazy act slacktivism. Yeah. That's like the most that's like cartoonish. Right. Like that is like I that day that people were posting on Facebook, I posted that I was at a soup kitchen in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I guess this is how we help now. Here in spirit. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. So you're not standing out there getting drenched with water in 26 degree weather. You're yeah. just not doing that. Yeah, yeah. So you're not a part stop. of this. Right. You're not helping. Sign a petition. There's petitions. Go sign one. That's something no, but you can was there? Do. Was there... Did they get the... By virtue of like... Did they get the permits to do this? Here's the thing. So they get... An oil pipeline obviously needs to be a full thing to let oil flow through it or whatever you're doing. They got permits to build it in pieces. And okay. then they started they and then they were trying to get more permits to connect them. <laughs> like so they kind of went about it as opposed to making it one big project. Mm. They got permits to do a thousand different projects, but okay. it's all you know, okay, so right, so they're they did playing what their businesses game. do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't get their last permit to do it, and part of it is this mm. you know, valid concern that they're gonna yeah. spill what you know, so I mean, is there a thing where they would pay the tribe money? Well, like, 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 is there a is there a dollar amount that these people want? I don't think there is, honestly. Okay, so I, you I'm, know, I'm just wondering, yeah. like, you know, a lot of times with these stories, they're like, it'll be like, and they don't want it, and then like someone there is like, well, you know, this is how this is how negotiations work a lot of times. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just, I, I, maybe we should do a podcast called. Man, Samp reads Jared the news, and <laughs> then I just say I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I it seems like there's a lot of times like it kind of goes back to when like Trump was like I didn't that he people were like oh Trump didn't pay taxes or whatever you know whatever. Yeah. It was like, oh, that's complete. But, I mean, but I'm saying like yeah. that's the headline, right? And then it's like yeah, but those were the tax rules that were in place for him. So why wouldn't he take it? So I'm saying like with someone like this, where I'm like. Is there a negotiation? Are they getting together? Are they saying, hey, is this company being like, hey, uh, we're going to make, instead of, you guys can build, we'll build you a casino. You know, like, I like, yeah. is it the same thing? Like, you know, casinos were are owned by a lot of uh, Native American tribes because they were like, okay, this is land where we can do it. They found their loophole. Right. And they made their negotiations to make their money. So, well, well, that's at issue here. And that's the thing. Like, this is their tribal land that they yeah. got, because, you know, as reparations or whatever. Sure. And now, they're, you know, they're, they're literally going through their sacred burial areas and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, the main thing is fucking up their water supply. Yeah, which, oh, totally. You know, these people live there. So, I, you know. Yeah, it seems... Uh, but I... It's I'm a, sure it's horrific. I, you know, like I, it was, and it's really the treatment of the people. They are peacefully protesting by all accounts. There's not, you know, yeah. violence coming from these people, and a lot of veterans have shown up to help and and you know help build barracks and do different things like that. So it's a win. Yeah, and these people are are really getting abused. They got dogs sicked on them by these like private by security companies. These private security companies that represent the oil, the, you know, represent the pipeline company. Can you do that? Well. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, gr a gray where's, area, sure. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Like, where's the police in all this? They're there 
protecting the pipeline to a certain extent. And that's what's really egregious about it. You know, it's I like, gotcha. these people are standing up really for their right and they have the right to protest whether, you know, you agree with them or not. And they're, they're being mistreated, you know. Oh, man. It's, so. This is another one of those stories that it's like, I'm like, man, I, I got to... Man, I I haven't shit in two days, and someone's like, "What about it? the Standing Rock?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I still gotta shit." <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I just don't know where people find the capacity. Right. I I, I guess I'm an asshole. I don't know. No, I, I, no. no like, I mean, I force. My, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I I force myself to do it. I yeah. spend hours a week. You know, trying that's to pay why. Attention I, to this that's stuff. the thing. Like when you see it on Facebook, I'm like, I just don't buy it. I think they're hurting the cause. A lot of them more than helping it. Like, yeah, I think we live in a time now where we just don't trust anybody. Everyone's got a team that they got to put a thing out for. Or you're doing it because you want to look like a good person when you're just just like me. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, you know the problem and the important thing that I'll talk about on the podcast a lot is if you're going to defend these people, defend their right to protest. Yeah. Absolutely. I defended the right of the Oregon militia people, which happened a while back, yeah, yeah, yeah. which, you know, you can contrast the treatment that those people got. They were able to just stay there for 30, 40 days. Nobody did anything. These people are getting hosed down and hit with rubber bullets. But you have to support everybody's right to protest because if you're supporting their right, you're supporting your own right. If they don't get to protest, you don't get to protest. So, I know. It's, you know, that's the, it, you know the what's bigger funny? argument. You know what's funny, though? I... I make everything about me at a certain point, but I, it, it I should guess, be about you. I, I guess this called, whole goddamn episode. It's called the J Train Podcast on the J Train episode of the J Train <laughs> yeah. Podcast, brought to you by J Train at J Train Fifty Six. Um, there was a girl that I like. I think I met her on a like a dating site like years ago. Yeah, and then we became like Facebook friends, and then like never met her. Yeah, like, but she just becomes a part of your life. So it becomes yeah. a part of my life. You know that in the way that these people do. And she posted, I saw a post, and it was like, guys, thank you so much for sending me to Standing Rock. She did a GoFundMe that sent her to Standing Rock to go help to protest. Yeah. And, like, what she's doing is very, I guess it's selfless. I get, you know, I guess it's a nice thing. But the first thing I thought was, thank God I didn't go and hook up with this chick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. And I'm thinking that, like, what a horrible person I am based on she's doing the most selfless, nice thing, and I'm like, phew. Yeah. Oh, thank God I didn't go on a date with that girl. No, <laughs> you know? for sure. Well, it's also kind of dumb. You could have sent them fucking blankets and food. They don't actually need you there. They need her. Yeah. They need some Jewish chick <laughs> to complain that it's cold. Right. Well, thank you for bringing the news and yeah, doing the sure, hypotheticals. Mansamp, at Mansamp on Twitter and Instagram, Mandatory Samson Podcast, every Friday here on the Labs Network. I'm Jared Freed. Uh, this was a fun episode to do for me. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. I'm JTrain56 on all platforms. Uh, go on iTunes and rate and subscribe and do all that stuff. Keep telling your friends. We will be back next week. Boom! This has been a Stand Up Labs production. Powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at standuplabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Boom! <laughs>